The Chiefs don't have anything on the line for placement in the playoffs, but they have everything on the line this week to find out who they have, where, when, and how. Who plays this week? I'm Locked On Chiefs. From the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs, this is the Locked On Chiefs podcast. Welcome back, folks. It's Locked On Chiefs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. That means your team every single day for free on every platform out there, starting with YouTube, where we would ask you to like this video, subscribe to the channel, and hit that bell so you get notifications when something does pop up and we do put out a new video. But you can hit us on Spotify, on Apple, on any platform that gives you podcasts. You can get us for free five days a week. Plus, we're always here. That's your team every day, just like the rest of the Locked On Sports Network channels are every single team. And that's what I love about this network. Welcome in. We're going to go through the last regular season game for the Kansas City Chiefs in this season is going to give you a lot of information and more importantly, going to give the Chiefs a lot of information. Is it going to turn the tail of the season? No, but it is super, super valuable, and I don't think it's being given enough credit. I'm Ryan Tracy, the founder of Rogue Analytics and Performance Consulting, NFL33.com, where we run down the draft and team building for the entire NFL as well as RGR Football, where you can see film breakdowns, advanced dance, and all my takeaways, as well as what Chris does at Chiefs Corner. You want to check that out for all the quarterback stats, all the capology, everything you need to know about how you build teams in the cap is going to be over there. He's got some great articles out right now. Go check that out today. As we start our discussion, we are going to get to who's going to be in just to to try to get their milestones uh, contractually, but also uh, some significance out there as well. Focus on development will be the story of the day, but it's about how you get there. And we start with the depth and who should be in. Steve Spagnuolo was, uh, the coordinators were all in in front of the cameras today, but Steve Spagnuolo in particular uh, was very enlightening in that uh, we will see a ton of backups along the defense. Uh, Legereus Sneed didn't practice. A number of guys didn't practice today, Chris Jones being one of them as well, though I do think Chris might be chasing something. We'll get to him later in the show. But a lot of backup linebackers, and the whole defensive front may be the backups this week. I'm keyed up for it. Do you think that's the right way to go? Absolutely. I think that you try to play as few of your key contributors on defense as you possibly can in this game. And uh, you're still going to have to play guys. The reality is, is you just don't have enough bodies uh, and, and the Chiefs did make an interesting signing, I believe, to their practice squad and Isaiah Bugs, who was just added right before we started recording. I don't know that he'll actually be somebody that they bring up for this game, but uh, it's questionable who they're going to bring up because they're going to bring up somebody. They're going to have to bring up two practice squad elevations, uh, and that'll be a couple of moves. So we'll see how that ends up going. Uh, but I really do think that it, it should be you know, the same guys on the field for as many as 80% of the snaps. I mean, I know the defensive line, I mean, you don't generally play that much, but especially at the defensive tackle position. But I do think that getting those young guys all the snaps they could possibly get them and trying to keep as many people off the field that you see contributing in the playoffs uh, as you can. Yeah, I completely agree with you. I like the bug signing. Uh, I was a big fan of him coming out back in the day, and I thought he was a a fit for the Chiefs then. He's had some up-and-down games, but I I think he's going to be solid against the run. I think he's, if nothing else, he's insurance next season uh, for Derek Naughty and a guy that plays the run a little bit better, but he does have some pass rush to him. Um, And he is a thicker type body to just take on blocks in the middle. And I do think they're going to have to have that. 
Yeah, and they've already elevated Pinnell. Is it twice or has it been three times already? So, I, I mean, he's twice. not going to be. Okay, so he's got one more. So maybe he gets elevated for this game and they say bugs to the playoffs. Uh, but that's something that they have to take into consideration uh, in, in how this is going to play out. And I don't think they had an open practice squad spot, so I haven't seen who they cut in, in replacement. But uh, that's something to watch there as well, and we'll get you that news once we get it. But this is going to be a fun game. I'm actually looking forward to this. Uh, it's more of a like a week three preseason game type deal, honestly, but it's yeah. going to be fun because you get to see how these guys have progressed throughout the season. And if you missed the crossover episode, a lot of talk about the young guys and, and I'll just be frank up front. I really don't have a clue who's going to win this game because you have a bunch of young guys who are going to be playing in their first NFL action or first extended NFL action. And knowing the scheme, knowing the plays, knowing where they're supposed to be, having the chemistry and being able to be in the right place is going to be a big thing going into this one. It certainly is. And I'm probably ex- I'm probably excited for no other position group more than the defensive front. Um, Steve Spagnuolo agrees with me and literally laid it out the same way that I did. I want to see B.J. Thompson and Felix Anadike Ozama start at the edges. I don't care that, that B.J.'s undersized. You know, We'll deal with that in the run game, et cetera, et cetera. I want to see him get some action. Team seems uh, – Spag seems pretty excited to see what BJ can do. So does Joe Cullen. Um, yep. I think Felix obviously has been coming along and he's been in some NASCAR packages or at least third down pressure situations. Um, so you want to see him take the next step forward. It looks like since we've seen a lot of him, uh, once Amenahue came back, his snaps kind of tailed off. But it seems that there's excitement for where he's at too. And he mentioned Malik Harling, just like I did the other day, because I think Malik can play inside for you in this particular yep. ball game and you can get all three of them on the field, let them start, let them get a ton of reps because that helps you know what you have to do. A lot of folks are concerned about Felix and, and what's going to happen with the Chris Jones situation. And let's, let's not, let's not separate tackles from edges, but the defensive front as a whole, what do you have to go get in either free agency or in the draft? And how does that affect what you have to do on offense, which we're going to talk about uh, in the next segment, but what's the most exciting position group for you this week? On the defensive side, I, de- I definitely think it's the defensive ends. Uh, I'm excited to see what they have and see what FAU can do, see what B.J. Thompson can do. And, and you're right. They may be, you know, they may run all over B.J. Thompson. If that happens, it happens. But, you know, that's kind of it to be expected with uh, his size. So I think that you find different ways. Although I will say this, it does sound like to me, and maybe I'm wrong, but it does sound like with all the th- the linebackers that they're going to have playing, it does sound like maybe they're going to be doing something special with Leo Chanel. Maybe they give him some chances at middle linebacker, uh, mm-hmm. which he hasn't had a chance to do this week or this year at all. So it's a question, okay, do you go with a guy at Leo, like Leo as your middle and still have Jack Hawker and, and Cam Jones playing at, the, at those positions? Corners are going to be fun too because you get to see a guy like – Boye Doe play and see what he's able to bring after he's been pretty good on special teams for the Chiefs. Yeah, I'm interested to see what he brings. I think Nick Jones is going to surprise everybody because he's been playing special teams. He's gotten uh, used to the speed of the game, and now he's going to be on defense, and I'm looking forward to that as well. Who's going to get over there on offense? That's a different question. It's a narrower group because there's some milestones for some guys on the offensive side, but we're going to get to them right after this. At the start of a new year, like 2024 is kicking off to be, every small business owner asks themselves similar questions. Who can I get to make this business per? Who can I make to help me make it better? 
I'm certainly asking that question. I know a lot of you are as well. LinkedIn Jobs knows the answers and how to get you success. And it all depends on the team that you surround yourself with. So that's why LinkedIn Jobs has done all the work for you. It's created tools. It's given you the visuals to get the right professionals on your team fast and absolutely for free. I know I always need graphic designers and editors, and I'm always looking for something as we go through to make all of our, our jobs easier. And that's simple. When I put on my LinkedIn board and post a job, it pops up and it puts a banner around my entries so that you get to see and pass that word organically, as well as have the tools that post your job and get you a candidate's likely within 24 hours. That's what happens for 86% of small businesses. It makes life easy and it's exactly where you need to go to fill out your team. So thankfully, they've made it intuitive, quick, and super easy. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. Just post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. Offensive side of the ball is a little bit different. We, we've talked a little bit about there's a milestone for Rasheed Rice out there. A lot of talk about him. I, I don't. I think he powered through the rookie wall. I'm not worried about snaps. Do I need him to play, you know, 100% of the offensive snaps? No, I'm not even looking for that. But if he can play 35 or 40% of the offensive snaps and make his 1,000 yards and reward, get rewarded for the work that he's done to this point, I am for that. Where do you stand? I'm for it, but the question is, is he even healthy enough to play? Uh, he has not practiced at all this week, so it's going to be a question whether or not he's going to be even a guy that they would consider putting out there. And it's a hamstring injury, so it, so that makes it even more difficult to know, are you going to put him out there and risk him making that hamstring injury worse? Uh, I do think that it would be great for him to get a 1,000 yards, but considering he hasn't practiced all week, I am just to the point where I'm kind of expecting him to miss the game. I kind of am too, but I'm hopeful. You know what I mean? I'd like to see him eclipse. Oh, I'd love it. And set it apart, you know? Yep. But it is what it is. Now, Travis Kelsey obviously has the biggest and honestly the most, I think, uh, most easy to attain milestone. And that is for him getting another 1,000 yards. He needs 16. And that just sets him uh, another step apart from every other tight end that's ever played this game. I think it's, it's a must. If I'm in the room... I'm telling him, hey, man, you, you got to go out and play. You, you just got to get the record. Don't don't work this hard and in a season you're injured, you're injured for to not have it pay off by you getting another 1,000-yard season. And I get it, but it's really going to come down to him. Does he want it? And, I mean, he's done so much. He's already – I don't think he ever gets caught uh, unless the game really changes and you start having, you know, 18, 19 games. I don't think that he's going to get caught. Um, it, it's just – it's it's not something that happens very often. I think there's 17 people in the NFL in NFL history that have had eight straight seasons, I believe. Uh, and if he gets to a ninth next year, it would be going down to nine people. And I'm not talking tight ends. I'm talking total ever. There is no tight ends that have ever done it other than Travis Kelsey. So, you know, he's already in rarefied air when it comes to his position. So it's a question. Does he want to go out there? Does he want to play? Does he want to have, uh, you know, a couple of those things? And, you know, It'd be real simple. I will say this. If they do put him out there, I don't want to see him taking uh, shots in the middle of the field. I'd rather see, you know, quick outs, get him on the edges, uh, see if they can get him a couple of, you know, easy screens. The problem is the defense is going to know what's coming. So you have to be, you know, you got to surprise him a little bit if he's going to get out there. Yeah, the drags and the the medium overs that get you, you know, 12 yards at a catch where he can maybe step out of bounds the last second and not get hit. Hey, that's beautiful, right? 
that, yep. That's what I'm drawing up for him. I hope that that's, that's exactly what happens. The rest of it is a question mark because, as you said, there are some guys that are hurting. Rasheed Rice one, is one of them. And maybe they've just decided that that's not something that they have to pursue, and maybe he's okay with that. I don't know. But you also have Isaiah Pacheco, who didn't practice yesterday. Uh, today was limited. Um, it's going to be very tricky to see what happens there because Clyde Edwards-Alaire was a full participant. Uh, he was he was sick last week. It uh, looks like he's back, but I didn't get a designation on him on Thursday. It was just a blank. So I think maybe that that's taken him off the list and maybe he's ready to be a primary. But with uh, Jerick McKinnon still out on IR, the question for me is, do you let the younger guys in Prince and Peter Ryan really take it over and just have the day for themselves? I would, as far as I'm concerned. And, and really quick, I know you already kind of got past Rice, but I want to say uh, I bet he wants it. I bet he wants it. Mm-hmm. So the question is, is are they going to let him try to get it uh, when it comes to him playing? I think he wants that. Uh, just it's a competitive thing. It's you could be the first Chiefs receiver to hit a thousand, first Chiefs rookie to hit a thousand yards on the season. Uh, that means something. So uh, that'll be interesting to see. One thing that I'm curious about, and I'm sitting here looking at the injury report right now, and you're right, Clyde Edwards-Lair has nothing on. Um, on his status for Thursday. So I'm guessing he's going to be good to go. But I, if I'm you, if I'm the chiefs, I'm getting the ball to Prince. I'm getting the ball to, uh, you know, P Ryan, and I'm just letting them have their day and whatever they do, they do. Uh, you would have to activate Prince from the practice squad, but it's, you know, I mean, you're going to have to activate a couple of people from the practice squad. I just don't know what positions they're going to go at. Um, you know, and then looking at this, you have other questions that I, I just don't know how they're going to answer. Like Kadarius Tony was limited on Wednesday, did not practice on Thursday. Uh, it sounded Very like key. they wanted to use it, it. Sounded like they wanted to use him a lot in this game and get him some reps. I don't know that you want to put him out there if he can't practice two days in a row. No, that's that's a significant step back. I was going to bring that up. Well, Donovan Smith is in the same situation. Full participant on Wednesday did not practice on Thursday, and that's that's a concern for both those guys. But I think. Primarily something we have to keep an eye on for Kadarius Toney uh, well, because he's had such an injured season. I don't think Donovan Smith was really going to play anyway in this game, to be f- fair on it. Right, I don't but think he's been out how him. many weeks? And he no, can't practice I, two days in a row? No, I agree with you on that. I'm 100% on that. I'm just saying I don't think he was going to play, be playing on playing in this game. Uh, regardless, I think they were going to give Wanya his snaps, and you'll see Niang on the other side. Uh, you know, the question is how many people are you going to be able to, to replace on that offensive line? And, you know, you kind of talked about it, I think, early in the week. Is Joe Tooney going to play in this game? Maybe just for a couple of snaps to keep his streak going. Is that going to be something right. that they're going to look at? Uh, and and maybe are they going to do that with, you know, Creed and, and Trey if they want to play? Uh, although Trey, I guess, has missed some time. But Creed has, I don't believe, has missed any time at all. So do you put him in for a couple of snaps and keep his streak going? knowing that maybe it's nothing right now, but it could be something in the future for him. And I think any any rest that you can get your pro bowlers right now, and, and both Creed Humphrey and Joe Tooney are pro bowlers, uh, I think that's a plus too. So uh, I, I do think you get Tooney in for a couple of snaps if he wants it. If he doesn't care, fine. Uh, the rest at his Absolutely. age is way more important. Yep. So I, I'm down with that. But uh, everybody else, Caliendo and Allegretti in particular, I think you got to get them a lot of reps. Um, so I, I don't expect the starters to play much if they do. Um, maybe for the sake of helping out um, the tackles, you, you let the guards come in and play for a series. Uh, maybe they do that as a unit, and then they swap some guys out. Uh, we'll see what happens. I think everyone's biggest question 
is what's going to happen at wide receiver. And I didn't hear anything specific today, but I was a little concerned that Justin Ross was uh, ill. Uh, I don't I don't think that he practiced today, but he was a full participant yesterday. I think Justin Ross has to be a starter in this game and play every oh. single offensive snap, no matter what happens. He he practiced in full today. So okay. I don't think that he's the same as Clyde. No designation means they practice in full. So uh, and and it's not an issue anymore. So I think both of those guys are going to be good to go and it won't be an issue. I think Ross is going to be a starter in this game. Uh, it should be a starter in this game. Hardman should be a starter in this game. Richie James should be a starter in this game. Uh, get those guys the work, see what you can find uh, and see if you could find anything that actually could help you in the playoffs. Yeah, that that's exactly how I feel. That's, the best way to go to about go about it to tell you the truth. So the bigger question to me is is not necessarily even the wide receivers. It's what are you going to do at tight end? Uh, you got all three of your tight ends that are on the active roster on the injury report, and I understand. Uh, you know, Blake Bell is is older. Uh, Noah Gray is younger. I honestly, I'd be more worried about Noah Gray than Blake Bell if I was Kansas City. Yeah, I I, I can understand that. Uh, personally, I, I think Bushman is still available to be elevated. I would like to see that. Um, I know there's a couple other practice squad players they could bring up. Uh, it's just a problem well. with numbers. It is. It is. And <laughs> you I can only elevate two. So th- there's been a discussion ongoing around the league about you know what should these weeks be now that that we've elongated to 17. You know, maybe the last, maybe the December games, or maybe the last two games of a season should just be. You have access to your full rosters on game day, that you don't have to do the call-ups and all this stuff be because awesome. the extra game has made a lot more teams have to really be wary about who they're resting and who they're not. And if nothing else, it gives front offices some film to work with at the NFL level. And so I would like to see them just remove all the all the barriers to letting everyone play that they want to see for in any way, shape, or form in the last couple of weeks of the season. Yeah, it'd be awesome if they removed it in December and just let it go uh, and it not be an issue in December. I would almost like them to see, i like almost like to see them up the amount of uh, practice squad elevations that you could have during a, during a regular game, not even necessarily in December, just overall. Yeah. Uh, you know, you get into injuries and it makes you do some roster juggling that you maybe don't have to do if you're able to elevate guys, elevate more guys. So. Uh, be something to think about for the offseason, and I wonder how they're going to do it. I will say I was very pleased when they went to 16, and now they have these practice squad elevations. So I do think that they're going to continue to tinker with it as they as the years go on. Agreed. I certainly hope that they do. So who needs to hit a couple of things, and what will it look like? We're going to have that coming up next. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, everybody is out there looking at making some New Year's resolutions uh, every single year. It's this time of year. What can I do to improve in this coming year? But maybe you shouldn't be looking at what you can improve. What has already gone right for you in 2023? What can you continue on doing in 2024 that will make your life better going forward? Therapy helps you find your strengths so you can ditch the extreme resolutions and make changes that really stick. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Celebrate the progress you've already made. Visit BetterHelp.com slash locked on today to get 10% off your first month. 
That's betterhelp.com slash locked on. Betterhelp, H E L P.com slash locked on. So I think we should start um, as we wrap up the final show of the week here on Locked On um, Chiefs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for joining us. Make sure you click the uh, text line if you want to get all the extra info as we get instant reaction at 816-357-8781. Uh, and check out the Locked On Sports Today stream. It is 24-7. I think you guys will dig it. You'll see our faces on there from time to time, not just on this show, but on some others. I think the milestone that is most intriguing to me is what they choose to do with Chris Jones. Obviously, with him not practicing, I kind of feel like he's not going to play. And I, I know you've said it before, and I think it's smart to just just pay the man his bonus and, and make it a, something as a as a plus for him. And maybe that helps you in negotiating in the offseason. Um, does, does it feel like that's where it's going for you? I think it has to be. And I know a lot of people don't like the thought process of just giving him – the bonus uh, because of what happened in the offseason, and I get all that. Uh, the question really is for the Chiefs, do you want to have him back next year? I do think giving him the bonus when you don't have to uh, probably helps that negotiation a little bit. It, I mean, it shows that the team really wants him. They want to keep him happy. Uh, and the other side of it is there's no reason to play him in this game. You cannot win the Super Bowl this year, and I and I, people are probably going to laugh at me saying winning the Super Bowl this year, but you can't win the Super Bowl this year without Chris Jones on this team, and it, it would be horrible for them to go into this game and have him play 30, 35 snaps trying to get that sack record because it's not guaranteed that he's going to get it quickly like a Travis Kelsey type situation. Uh, to me, I would sit him and say, look, we'll pay the bonus uh, and, you know, Maybe it's something that they can use as, as, hey, we already showed you how much we want you here uh, when negotiations come back around because they're going to have some decisions to make uh, when you start looking at the offseason. There is somebody that got snubbed on the uh, Pro Bowl team that uh, is making a huge case for being maybe the most important defensive player on this roster. It is going to come down to an A-B decision, I think, for Legereus Need and Chris Jones. And Dave Merritt did a great job today of just illustrating uh, what I've been feeling for the last couple of weeks is that Legereus goes out and play. He's got some edge. He's going to make some mistakes. He'll get beat from time to time. He's not a 100% corner. There is no such thing. Even Revis got beat. Still no but TDs allowed, though. No TDs allowed. He's he's scary for defensive coordinators. He's the first guy guys circle uh, outside of Chris Jones, and quite frankly, he's not a guy that like seeks the limelight. Chris Jones does a lot of interviews because he's a he's a effervescent kind of dude, right? Like he's got the personality yeah. for it. Lejarius isn't like that. Lejarius, no. I think, it feels quiet to me in the most part, and just goes about his job, does his 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 work. It doesn't ask for a whole lot. And I think that goes a long way towards where we see him now in not getting recognized in terms of uh, the national and, and honestly in the fan voting. I think the All-Pro might be different, but I don't see any reason for him to play in this ballgame. I don't see any reason for Trent McDuffie to play in this ballgame. I want to see Chamari Connor play in the slot a lot. I want to see Nick Jones and Nick Boyado. Um Spags did mention about uh, Deion Bush playing, getting him back up to snuff. He's played for this team before, but uh, quite frankly, I saw him make a couple of mistakes the other day. He's rusty as I'll get out, so I do think he needs it. 
Well, I, mean, I think they, there's lots of players that are going to need need it, and you're only one snap away from losing somebody, and that's just the reality of playing in the NFL. I mean, it sucks, but that's the game. That's the game. So, to me, I don't I don't see them playing Chris Jones unless Chris Jones really wants to go play, and then I I still think the team ought to shut him down. Uh, he's not going to get the big bonus of hitting 15 sacks. He's not going to get the NFL Defensive Player of the Year. I mean. One sack get to get you know that money is great, but I think you can pay it and and be make him feel good about it. Uh, and then you know, you start looking at Travis Kelsey. It's a question: Is he does he want to play? If he wants to play, have him play. If he doesn't want to, I'm okay with him not playing. I I mean, it's just it's hard, but it is what it is at that point. And then you you look at a guy like Rasheed Rice. You need him in the playoffs, and if he's not able to practice at all on Friday which we're recording this Thursday night, if he's not able to practice uh, and he's not a full go, I don't see how you put him out there on the field. As far as Pacheco is concerned, I don't think that it's uh, I think you lose his helmet for this weekend personally. <laughs> Agreed. He might not like it. Uh, the same goes for all the starters. No, he, I'm sure he wouldn't, we, but <laughs> we, we talked earlier about who will play at linebacker, but I just wanted to point this out because as we were getting ready for the show, I, I, I came across and I wanted to just check stats because Last season, uh, the big thing in the offseason in signing Drew Tranquil was, hey, holy cow, now they got two linebackers that were 100-plus tackle guys last season. And that's how good that they played. And that's generally a measurement of, of an elite linebacker, right? Well, the defense has been so good that it wasn't until this afternoon that I figured out that, hey, who do you think leads this team out of the linebackers in tackles? What would be your guess? I would think it's tranquil, but I'm not 100% on that. It is, but it's only by seven tackles. Yeah. Here's the thing. Drew Tranquil has 55 tackles, less than half that he had last season. And Nick Bolton has only 48. Now, Nick missed some games, and obviously they're playing uh, off of each other and overlapping a lot. Willie Gay at 43. This defense has been so good that the linebacker level is getting half of the tackles that it used to a year ago. And that really stood out to me. I just wanted to point that out because that's one of those things that you don't hear that often. No, and I and, I, and that's pretty phenomenal to see. But I also think it's a matter of, you know, Tranquil isn't on the field near as much as you would sometimes like. Uh, I, I do think that uh, him seeing time with, you know, Bolton on the field at the same time. And, and the, I still don't understand why they haven't trotted out Tranquil and Willie and Bolton at times. Uh, I, I know that they've done it a couple of times, but I'd like to see it more. I know that that takes Chanel off the field and he's great, you know, downhill and going after the run. But I think that that makes you a better defense if you can stay in that type of scenario and stay in your base even more than you normally would. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, George Karloftis coming in at 64 pressures. I don't think he plays this week. Um, Shouldn't. I believe, I believe that has already topped uh, – his pressure total of last season. I just want to double check that um, because that's significant as well. And it is in less snaps. He's got 15 more pressures this season. Uh, obviously more sacks as well that they go hand. Where in was hand he on sacks in. last year? Uh, PFF had half? him at eight. It was officially, I think okay, it was eight, eight and a half. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, obviously yeah. he's got more sacks this year, but uh, he's going to need to be a bigger presence, even, you know, going forward in the playoffs. And I do think that he's a guy that needs to sit a I minute. Mean, he needs to hit sit. Uh, Dana needs to sit just any of those guys. And, and, you know, you start looking at defensive tackles, you're going to have to probably play uh, a guy like Wharton, which 
I'm going to hate a little bit, but I think you're going to have to play him. I just don't think you're going to have enough bodies, and those guys can't go out there for 60 or 70 snaps. Uh, you yeah. just can't do that to a defensive tackle. Uh, I mean, you could try, but they're going to be gassed, and it's not going to be pretty. Unfortunately, I, I completely agree with you that the the guy who is the most eligible to play in this game is the guy coming off the ACL. So let's just tread lightly. And Spags did mention that today, just about you know uh, we want to be careful and we just want to avoid injury. And so I think that's certainly um, the focus. One more stat, just about George Karloftis, because we won't see him this weekend. Um, kudos to him; he has dropped his missed tackle percentage dramatically. From 30% as a rookie to 12.8% as a second-year player. That's incredible for a guy that has to set the edge and maintain that out there. So cheers to him. Um, I know this isn't about prognosticating the ball game, but how do you see this going? What do you think the outcome is? I said yesterday, and I, I, I'm going to stick by it just because I don't have a great feel for how this team is going to be able to put, uh, put together with a lack of chemistry and a lack of snaps together. I, I think the Chargers win mainly because they've been playing pretty much the same guys that are going to probably play this weekend. Uh, I don't think that they're going to have Keenan Allen. Uh, they're probably not going to have Joey Bosa. They're not going to have some of their other guys, but they haven't been playing with him this, this whole time. Uh, putting Blaine Gabbard in in QB, he could be phenomenal or he could not have a good game. That's one thing that we're just not going to know until we see what happens on on Sunday, and then you look at the defense, and I go back to what I said before. Chemistry is so big when you talk about, you know, a specifically offensive line. Chemistry can be big with wide receivers, but they can work on that uh, with the QB during practice. But offensive line, uh, you're not going to get the same thing unless you have game speed. Uh, so those guys are going to have a little bit of trouble, I think, against the, the Charger starters. And then you're also going to look at the other side. Chemistry is a huge thing on defense, making sure everybody is where they're supposed to be and playing in the right positions and, you know, playing in the right depth and where they're supposed to be in zones and, you know, who's going after the quarterback versus not. I mean, it's just all something that I'm not saying that they can't do it. I just, I don't feel great about them winning this game, but this game isn't about them winning. It's about putting things on tape to show where they came from, from last year. And as much as, you know, there's no I in team. In some ways, this is a game to be one of those guys of, well, look what I did. Or not the players coming out and saying that, but playing to show what they can do. Yeah, agreed. I, I kind of feel that uh, it, it's going to be a battle for of mistakes uh, in the end. I think the Chiefs probably win just based on talent. Uh, but it may be a 21-17 ball game is kind of the way it feels to me. Um, and I, I, for one, am taking the over on Blaine Gabbard. Just gonna go there. Fair enough. And I somebody mentioned this in the uh chat. I want to just address this really quick. I actually like seeing uh players kind of go out a little bit. I mean, it shows you how much they care in, in the passion. And I guarantee you, Willie Gay and uh Charles Aminahi worked it out after the game or or maybe even during the game. Uh, but it's just something that happens when you play competitive sports. You want to be the best you possibly can, and you're always going to be challenging guys. I guarantee you they've already got it figured out, and they've already got it worked out. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, and, and Callie, you never know. You might just sign Frank Clark next week. It's the the week of uh, of signings here. Uh, I won't hold your yeah. breath, though. But, hey. Don't hold your breath. Don't hold your breath. Let us know what you're looking forward to down in the comments. Thanks for being here with us live on a Thursday night for our pregame show. We will be live post-game to give you the rundown and let you know everything that happened. Thank you. Right after the game. You have a great week. Yep. We right hope after that, the game uh, 
Hope that you enjoy your weekend and you enjoy the ball game. And we'll be there with you right afterwards. Thanks for being with us today. And we'll talk to you then.